This is episode 311 of the Wildlife Photography Podcast. In this episode, when do you believe it? Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wildeye. I'm back from a weekend away in the Free State in the Clarence area. And it's an amazing place, absolutely beautiful. But during the time there, I dig road trips, right? My head goes in directions. And I had one or two interesting conversations which led to this particular podcast. And this episode, which I had a long chat with Johan, goes all over the place. Photography, music, social media, online, cars, everything. And it's something that to me is something I'm going to be focusing on and paying a bit more attention to is when do you believe what you hear or see online? It's an interesting one. So I sat down with Johan. He didn't know what he's walking into. I just asked him to come and record with me, and this is what happened. I would love to hear your thoughts on this one, and also the question of the day at the end of this episode, love to hear your thoughts. Anyway. Johan, how's it going? Gee, very well yourself, man. Right, you're in blind, so... No idea what we're talking about. Exactly, so let me, let me quickly lead it in for you and for the people listening. So I was away this weekend in Clarence, mm-hmm. and... The one evening I was having a discussion, we were listening to music, yep. right? And the song that we found on YouTube, because we go down rabbit holes, was a guy called Kurt Nielsen, who I think he was either Idols or something way back. Mm-hmm. He, he looks like a, a garden gnome, like a, like a short little hairy <laughs> oak, but, but he sings. His voice is insane, right? So he did a version of Hallelujah, the Leonard mm-hmm. Cohen song. Mm-hmm. And we're listening to this whole thing, and it's like, oh, this is quite cool. There's other people who do the same song, but I believe them. Mm-hmm. Now, that got me thinking. So then I went down my own rabbit hole, earphones, and last night I listened to about, I shit you not, about 12 versions of Hallelujah, yeah. the song. So Leonard Cohen, you've heard the version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like deep voice and he just loves it. it. I believe him. Yeah. But now the question is, do I believe him because he wrote it or because of his delivery? Okay, hold that thought. So then... I went down and I listened to, like the Kurt Nielsen, I think he's phenomenal. He does a phenomenal um, uh, 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 song called, he does Beautiful Day by U2, mm-hmm. which is okay. It's not yeah. bad. He does She's So High by Bachman something. Yeah. Great song. But I don't believe him on Hallelujah. Bon Jovi's live version of Hallelujah, I believe him. Yeah. Whether you listen to it or you watch it. Okay. So that got me thinking is what does it take to believe someone? And then I started going in my mind. Okay, cool. Photography. When do you believe a photographer? When do you believe an image? When do you look at someone's image and you think, I believe that? Then I kept going, okay, cool. Some people will post this image of a wild dog or a rhino and they'll go on this big fucking sop story of conservation and this, but I don't believe some of them. Some people rate themselves as influencers and I watch their stories and I'm like, no, I don't believe you. What does that take? What is it that makes us believe someone? So then, yeah, just before we get into this, while you think, I, I spoke to Shazmin a little bit earlier on, on Instagram here, and because I posted a thing that you and I'll be recording, and she said, cool, can't wait for this one. And I said, yeah, there's things that need to be said. Yeah. So she said, I also feel real photographers are buried under the mass camera owners that can click a photo and Instagram makes non-professionals professional. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know where this episode is going, but to me, the idea of art or creating, and I want to go to the social media route, 
when do I believe someone? Online. So one more example. So there's, there's this young couple who like TikTok stars in South Africa. Yeah. Right? Shanae and King Bert. What's his name? Bert something. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, they're phenomenal on TikTok. Yeah. Well, there's better, but they're good. Yeah. Um, and then they are the influencers that they get shit for free. Mm-hmm. Right? And then they have to post a picture of it. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this? Yes. And then I'm supposed to look at it and think, well, I want that. So more recently, they, and I, and I went down the rabbit hole with them because they had a, a piece of gear. I saw her on Instagram called Arctic Explorer. It's like backpacks and stuff. So Arctic's for what I'm thinking. Fine, let me go check this out. Yeah. So I look at the post that she has with this backpack and smiling and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't believe you. Yeah. Like, I don't believe you. I think you're doing it because they're paying you money. Exactly. Or you're doing it because they're giving you shit for free. Exactly. So then I go and I follow the, the hashtag of the Arctic Explorer backpack. They've got like 124 followers. Brand new product from what I can tell. Looks nice. Yeah. But it's got nothing to do with Arctic. So I was super disappointed. Yeah. But then I go back and I'm thinking, at what point do we stop believing people online? Mm. And then photography. At what point is... The, the representation, what we give people as wildlife photographers, when do people stop believing us? Yeah. Because how many times have you had it that, oh, it's a great shot, but you must have photoshopped it? Yeah. Where's belief in all of this? No, exactly. That's a very interesting one. And it's, um, like, for, for me, I think, like, two words come up is, like, um, being real, being realistic, mm. and authentic. You know, it's, and, and I mean, we, we've always said that, and I think you, you've mentioned it a few times on the, on the podcast as well that, you know, the, the person that you are online, if someone had to meet you in the street of Johannesburg sure. or at an airport somewhere, you need to be that same kind of person. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, don't, I don't believe someone and like, let's, let's take it from a, a day-to-day like sales pitch, whatever. You know, if, if you buy a car, for example, and the person says to you, this, this car is brilliant, it does everything well, I always ask, what don't you like about it? What, yeah, tell, like that. That's tell, tell me the part that you don't like about it oh. because then you're being real then you're giving me something that you know like uh, take that lady for a backpack for example or like any ambassador mm. when are they like when is the time to say you know what everything is great but I don't like this about this particular thing you know whether it be a camera a backpack a, mm. a shoe whatever you know then you're being real then you're giving a true yeah. um, reflection of you know even if you're getting paid to be that ambassador they there's no way that you love everything about it. If you love everything about it, then I don't believe you because hundred percent. You, you have to have the like the the, the freedom and the um, I don't know what the right word is, but you have to be able to say something that you don't like about that particular thing. Yeah. Same thing goes. I mean, if we, if we go like safari destinations um, wise, you know, like we always like show people the the glamour of it, mm-hmm. but we never show like the downside of it. No, sure. Because you're almost scared you're going to escape it all. But every single destination that you go to, mm. if you think about it, there is something that you don't like about that destination. 100%. Absolutely. Oh. Whether it's how far you travel, the hotels, the food, the chapatis, cuck, whatever. It's There's always something. A tetsu flyer, whatever it might I just, be. Yeah. I just think people have lost authenticity to the point where they don't know it's real anymore. Mm. I honestly think so. And people who go big as influencers online, and look... I'm not dissing all influencers. There's some cool and real people out there. In all honesty, and we are influencers. Yeah. We have an audience. I mean, someone with 500 uh, followers is an influence. They influence. If you influence one person, you've done it well. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter of the numbers. But I think people are so lost in it that they are not 
telling their real story anymore. Mm. They are telling people what they want to hear in order to monetize it. 100%. The intent is broken at base level. 100%. And it's all over the place. Yeah. It's all over the place. 100%. I mean, I, I would, I would personally, I would, I would have more respect for a particular uh, brand um, if, you know, if they face what they've, mm. what they haven't done right. You know, let, let's take it for a, a vehicle again, for example. You know, if, yeah. if you're selling a thing, you know, say, you know, like we're very happy that this new model is launched. The only downside is that maybe, you know, this doesn't yeah. work or it's too low to the ground, whatever it may be. Then you're being real. And I think then you're going to get sure. a better response from, um, from potential buyers and clients. I think, I mean, which, which begs the reason then that if you are happy with the worst of it, everything's upside. Mm. But the biggest thing, and I think this... And, and I think even people who follow online, so not people who put content out and influence it, yeah. people who follow online, they are so scared of being disappointed that everybody's got fucking blinkers on. Mm. They don't see the reality anymore. Yeah. I mean, if, let's for a second go to our industry. So photographic travel, mm. we teach. Yeah. That's what we do. Exactly. Um, we, do, we, we can back it up. So, so for you, if I, like when I bought my new car, mm. it's a good car, Jimny. I must have read 479 reviews. Yeah. And there's things that I didn't like. Mm. Like the one guy said, you'll never drive it on the highway because we can only do 100. Bullshit. I've taken it. It's easy. Yeah. But I was happy even with that bad news. It was opinions. But still, I was happy with that because I liked everything else. Yeah. But and that kept it real. It anchored it. And you don't need to go 160 on the highway. That's like, not why I bought. Exactly. No. But then in, in our industry... We teach, and we've always done that since we started this company. Mm. Since you started with us, we've always we've done courses, lectures. We teach on our trips, yeah. which fucks me off. Is if people who are in our same industry mm. go online and they say, "Come on the safari with us," mm. um, or with me, or whatever the case is, my company, and you will learn so much about photography. Sitting here, knowing that it's all about them. Yeah, it's about their images and their competition images. Mm. And people fall for it. Yeah, and it's, the, the, there's actually a lot of it online now. And I actually mentioned this in a, in a webinar. I sort of just scratched the surface on it, but like it almost feels like now there, there's more people doing it. And but here's the thing: it's it's, it's not their their main source of business. You know, so mm. they they they've got their main sort of business going, and they're using ah, yes. photographic safaris as a sideline hustle to break away. But I mean, these guys maybe get to the bush you know, once every few months. So what do they do when they go out to the bush? They're going to try and get as many photos as possible to get them through the next three, four, five months. So they're not going to worry about your images. You know, if you take us, for example, I'm, I just looked at the guys' days. Some of the guys are traveling 150, 160 yeah. days a year. The plus side for, for, with that is that we don't become we don't become sort of complacent or not enjoy the moment, but we don't need to take as many photos. No which means it gives us more time to focus on our guest images. And that's, that's reality. Mm. And 100%. you know, a lot of these guys will go in and they'll, I mean, I had a look at some of the um, trips going to the Massa Mara where it is literally a half of what we charge for like the same amount of time in the Massa Mara. Where do you stay though? But uh, I'm not sure which lodge, but here's the catch is like, it doesn't include the flights from Nairobi. So, oh, it's, so it's a road transfer. Even that's not real. And it's like some of the drinks. So like by the time that you pay for all of these extras, all of a sudden you're mm. in the same same um, sort of price tag. And, you know, I, I think I had, a, I had a big rant about this. We, we've got like a sort of guides, uh, WhatsApp group, just uh, friends in the industry. And yeah. sort of I had a bit of a, a rant about it. And people just said, you know, like 
Well, the, the guy said, if people travel with these guys, you know, it's probably not the people that you want to have on safari anyway, because mm. I think a lot of the people will see through um, a lot of the like rubbish yeah. and, and riffraff that's sort of underlying a lot of these guys. Agreed. I mean, on that, John and I went years ago, we went to Serena. So we had a, when we still moved camp, we had a one night in between. So we went to Serena Lodge in the Mora and we went to we agent, which we are, we sell. Yeah. And we said, can you show us around? Because we never actually by that time had like a good look around. Yeah. And what's your base rate? No, it's like $250 a night. We're thinking, holy shit, they can undersell our camp by like a third. But doesn't include game drives, doesn't include conservation fees, park fees, and, and, and. Suddenly you're sitting at $900 a night mm. where they advertise $250. Yeah. But I'm st- what I'm not struggling with, what fascinates me right now is, I'm gonna go back to the music example for a little while. So, you've been to concerts, music yes. concerts, yeah. right? Sometimes, like rock bands, right? When I saw Linkin Park mm. live at Johannesburg Athletic Stadium, Holy shit. Must have been ridiculous. Fuck, bro. They, they, they literally, from the moment they came on until the moment they left, it was up here. The intensity was here. Yeah. There was never a moment where it dropped. Leaving that kind of passion on a stage is one thing because it's visible. Yeah. Looking at an artist, the other version for everything into music is Katie Lang's version of Hallelujah. Yeah. Also, it's like, think of someone like um, Joni Mitchell. Jeez, I mean, I want to cry just thinking about her music yeah. because she makes you feel something. Maybe with music and maybe with photography as well. It's a piece of art that's real mm. makes you think things you didn't want to. Mm. It makes you think of things you didn't want to, whether it's music or a piece of, or, or a photograph. Yeah. But that's easy because you can listen to it, you can see it. What about online? So now these guys that are offering these half-price Kenya trips, right? Yeah. So... They go, you go, you, you go and do a story on your thing. Hey guys, I'm Johan, I'm going to Kenya, this is the price, this is awesome, blah, 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 blah. Mm. They do exactly the same thing. Mm. Belief, where is it? I mean, I, I would like to think it's about intent. Yeah. I would like to think that everything I do online is intended to add value or to entertain yeah. or to share my real thoughts, but people don't do that anymore. No. It's all scripted. Yeah. How do we know? 100%. And I think that that's um, intent and I think also to know your identity almost mm-hmm. you know so i mean like we've been we've been doing the, the social game for quite a long time and there's a lot of guys that you know are doing now exactly the same thing and we're now busy strategizing how we're gonna mm. we're gonna change the game up quite a bit i, I can guarantee you and guarantee you have a look online in four months time and a lot of these guys doing the half price safaris are going to be doing exactly the same thing as what we're doing 100%. so you know how do you you gotta be but you, what did you say? You, you said that you've got to be yourself. But the problem choose is... Choose your identity. Choose, choose your identity. Know what your but now, identity the is. problem is that people choose an identity and they become that. It's not real no, anymore. No. It's a people look at them and, oh, you're so amazing. You have a, a, a sock sponsorship and you have a fucking underwear sponsorship. Yeah. You're such a hero. But you're a dick in the real world. Yeah. How, 100%. I'm struggling with this because the shit that's going on on social is frightening. Yeah. It's frightening. No, 100%. But you know, I, and this would be great to to hear back from the listeners because I think a lot of people see through that. Mm. I, I'd like to think so, but yeah, I, I think you have to. You know, again, I think identity comes to mind, and if we take the the, the vehicle thing for um, yeah, bring that back again. If you had to take like a 
like a sports, like take a Ferrari for example, and they now say they're going to bring out this four by four thing that's going to compete with Land Cruiser or Land Rover. Are you going to believe it? No, no, because that's not that's it not goes against their DNA. Yeah, exactly, and that's where you know if you're a businessman selling stuff, don't go and like try and pretend like that you're a safari guide and a photographic mm. um, safari host because. You might have done a Fogasa course, or you might have gone on a one or two photographic safaris. That does not make you a photographic guide. I'm sorry to say, so, there's a lot of it. So many, I mean, we've had people who were on trips with us, and then they've done like one or two safaris. They haven't even worked or been on more than five safaris in Africa. Yeah. Next moment online, ooh, come and join me for a photographic safari. I'm going to guide and teach you. Excuse the French, but fuck off. Yeah. That's not right. No. It, it's, I, I take it personally because... It, it offends me and the industry I'm in. Yeah. The big thing is, I think, is you can only hide who you are for so long. Mm. And the internet, the social media game we're playing, it didn't change who we are yeah. as people. It just made it visible. Yeah. It just made it visible. No, 100%. And I mean, take, take this, uh, this lockdown thing, for example. So we all know our ways around um, cameras. Now, during lockdown, I mean, since like March, obviously, we haven't been able to travel. That's changing now. We, we're traveling again. But, you know, we could have gone and, and done uh, wedding photography, landscape photography, yeah. um, maternity shoots, um, family portraits. But we haven't done that because we respect those photographers that are in that particular you stay in your genre. Lane. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, so th- this, is, this is not a, like, just before people get us wrong, this is not a dig at competitors because there's a lot of people doing what we do and do it very very well yeah this is just saying that if if you haven't got the proper qualifications if you if you if you're doing the um the industry like a, a disservice then just get out you know mm. just get out because yeah it's there's a lot of people doing and it's purely and i guarantee you you can see it by um, the way they present themselves online and mm-hmm. the, the images that they post it's purely an escape for them from the city to go and get a few photos and they might offer it to you at a very, very um, cheap rate and you get along. But like, you're not going to learn much from that experience. No. I can guarantee you that. The, 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 the problem is intent. Yeah. That if you do that, your intent is to go to the bush on your own. Your intent is not. At base level, yeah. look through all the bullshit. At base level, <clears throat> it's not about people. Yeah. It's not about giving back. Yeah. It's about, I want to get my Lightroom catalog up. I want to go to the bush. I want my bush break. Exactly. So now, quickly, on wildlife photography. So I went into Instagram now, mm-hmm. and I just searched the hashtag wildlife photography. And there's some very interesting stuff here. Like, do you believe that shot? No. Why? So let me just explain. It's like a beautiful soft background, a branch, and a snake, baby blue, sky blue in color, which is a, light, light, a white-lipped pit viper, apparently. But I don't, I don't believe the shot. No. It feels fake. It feels staged. Staged. Like, okay, yeah. I like that. So what about something like this? Um, I, just and it's, I mean, like, I don't know the photographer. It might be 100%. Oh, I don't even know who that is, yeah. It might be 100% true. But I, I think it also comes with, you know, following individuals. And, and also, another thing that comes in is ethics. Ooh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, social media did the rounds a few weeks ago. We all know about um, some photographers pushing the, the limits with with some animals in, in national parks. Is that the elephant with the model? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
and it's it's not the, it's not the first time a lot of these things have happened mm. and so you know like if that photographer then gets an amazing shot of something happening and he did everything right i mean yeah okay that so sorry jerry <laughs> just showed really me a photo <laughs> now of like it looks like Simba on steroids with the sun setting behind him but you know sometimes if you look at that picture there's sun in his face but the sun setting behind him yeah but people don't we, we we're expected to believe everything sorry you were saying yeah um, you know, if if you start getting a, a reputation for being unethical and, and pushing the boundaries, then, you know, if you get a shot where you didn't do anything wrong and, like, things happen, people are always going to question it. People are always going to question, you know, did you chase the animals? Did you... Yeah. And the thing, like, the problem with that is then if something goes wrong, you know, if, yeah. that elephant, yeah, yeah, yeah. if that elephant ends up killing that model, yeah. you know, then no one is going to have Bad. your back. No one's going to have your back and say, you know what, I know um, Tom, he's a, a very ethical guy and he would have done everything right. That's where the problem comes in. And that, that's where, you know, people always, they see the romantic side of safari, but they, mm. they, they don't realize the potential dangers and things that are involved. And it's because I think, like that example, so the same people who would say, oh, it's such a great shot, the model looks so great in front of the elephant, are the same ones that if shit hits the fan, we'll turn around and say, you're an idiot, you should yeah. have done that. Yeah. Guys, you got to pick. Yeah. You, you can't do both. Yeah. But the belief thing for me, I'm I'm lost on it right now. Yeah. It's happening online. It's, and I think it's, it's, it's a thing because we all want attention. Mm. Like, and a lot of the influencers are complete attention sluts. Yeah. It's all they want. Yeah. And they will use, even to the, like, okay, the model thing's slightly different, but they will even use like drama in their life or they will tap into, um, let me use my children, or let me use my car accident, or let me use theoretically bad things, mm. or personal things, yeah. to hack attention, but it's not who they are in the real world. No. Because the intent is to sell, or to, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. the, the, the idea, I mean, I spoke to someone a little while ago, and the idea of, and I've been off social for a while, People will know. Um, almost to the point where I feel I've, I've a little bit unbranded myself, but I like that. That's brilliant. But but that's that, that's a great thing. It wasn't forced. No, not at all. Yeah. It was. I, look, I intentionally stayed off social because mm. number one, I didn't agree with a lot of what was happening. Yeah. Also, I went through a lot of personal stuff where I had to go internal and focus on me, not on not on fifty messages a day. Yeah. But going back now, and I've got some ideas and stuff where we go, and we'll talk about that now. But. The idea of putting out who I am, but keeping some of it to myself. Exactly. Versus putting myself out and looking at personal things, which I, I believe should be personal. Yeah. And hacking that for the greater good. Yeah. Um, and it's not, not being non-transparent, mm. but the, I, I believe there are still things that need to stay in the real world. 100%. Like I, I with my, at my previous house, when Rocky and Ziggy both are still alive, I would use them. Because hmm. Boston Terriers are super marketable. Yeah. <laughs> but I would be so pathetic. No, not pathetic. Petty about it, right? Maybe pathetic. But I would start a video and I would be aware what's in the background in my own house. Yeah. Because to me, that's my bubble. Exactly. I find some people use that in order to get attention. But it's the wrong kind of attention which you now have to kind of fight for to get it to what you want. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... No, it's, yeah, it makes, makes total sense. It's a bizarre thing, this whole thing. Makes like, total sense. The one thing we spoke about you and I a little while ago was um, the we started during lockdown. We did these 
content days. Yes. So for those of you that we spoke about a little bit, we haven't released any of it yet. Yet. Um, so we would go on a Wednesday and we would go to a place like Henop's Hiking Trail. And we would, as the Wild Eye guys, we would do almost like a magazine-type program. Yeah. This is how far it is, and this and that. The other. Apart from it being a hell of a lot of fun yeah. and getting out of the office, to me, that was real. Exactly. Because we are not influenced by the place. Yeah. We go there and tell you what we think and feel. Exactly. So to me, that's real. Yeah. It's not made to be something that it's not, yeah. which I would believe or I would hope that people believe us. Exactly. And again, I, you know, I think like with... With everything that you that you rave about a particular place, I think with everything you have to say, this is what I don't like. Mm. You know, whether it be just you know, it's like the hiking trail is too rocky, or just to give people, you, there is no perfect place. You know, like every single place that you go to is gonna, you can yeah. find something that you know, just to make it, I think more more real to give that one thing that yeah. you can, one or two. It might be more more Couldn't than one real. thing, but that's actually really well well put. Like my dad took me from from a young age. Like, just to give you an idea. So, when I was in honors, in my honors year, I was studying to become a sports psychologist. And at the same year, I won national gymnastics. So then I came to a point where, do I the next year do my masters and go that route which I was always planning to do, yeah. or do I now go and compete internationally? Yeah. So I go to my dad and I say to him, "Listen, you need to help me here. Yeah. Like, do I follow my dream which I've had all the time, or do I go the route of sport which is like fucking amazing and everything?" Yeah. And he said to me the one thing which I hated him at the time for, because it's not what I wanted to hear. He said to me, you know what? Whatever you decide, we'll back you. I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) Tell me what to do, damn it. But then we started talking about it. And he said to me, and this is something that I'll never forget. He said to me, you know what? In any given situation, if you can deal with the worst case scenario outcome, Mm. think to yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Everything else is upside. So make your decision based on, it's what you say, make your decision based on the lowest common denominator. What is the worst thing about my new car? Hmm. It's that, I don't know, it can't drive further faster than 140. I'm okay with that, so everything else is bonus. You don't need it, yeah. But that is, I believe there's a lot of influencers out there and photographers who, they should show a little bit of of humanity maybe, and humility and realness and authenticity because they polish it up so much that I don't believe it anymore. Yeah. Like the, the, the example we started with, with the bag. Yeah. I don't believe you like the bag. Mm-hmm. I think you think it's shit. There, I think you're sharing it. There is something that you don't like about the bag, but you're just scared to share it because, hmm. you know, what is the brand going to say? If you, yeah. then, if you be, I honestly think the brand will benefit from it more. 100%. If you say, you know, this bag is great, but the strap is a little bit uncomfortable. And yeah. They might improve that and put like, I don't know, extra padding, whatever. On, then you're adding value. Mm. I just think the and look, it's a competitive nature out there. So I mean, just my dealings with Olympus so far, so I'm not an Olympus ambassador. Yeah. I've signed nothing. I can walk away today. They can tell me today to go, we've got a handshake agreement. I like the gear. Yeah. But when I spoke to Gareth the first time mm. and I got the gear, I said to him, listen, I'm happy to post about this. And he said to me at the time, you know what? If it's good or bad or you don't care, talk about it. Mm. That's real. That It has to be that. Yeah. But how, how do people listening see through that? You know, what, what is it? So if I listen to a song, yeah. I can hear, and there's something in me that feels, mm, this is nice, the melody's cool, he's got a good voice, but I don't buy it. Yeah. How do we know what to buy online? Or buy into online? <laughs> because damn, it's hard. It's hard. It, it's, it's really hard. You know, I, it's, it's difficult. I mean, if you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use safaris now as an example because you know that's, that's what we do. And, yeah. 
But I think with everything, you, you're going to weigh up, like we said, you're going to weigh up the positive and the negative. Yeah. And do your research. I mean, there, there's a lot of research available now. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I've been um, sort of telling to a lot of like new clients about is, is, is FaceTime. You know, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. get get to meet me, get to, and, you know, even within the wildlife group, you know, there's going to be some people that people don't want to travel with. Sure. That's just a, a natural thing. You know, Absolutely. They, they might say, I only want to travel with, uh, with Mike or with you, or and that's fine because people are attracted to those different personalities. Because it's real. Because it's real. So, I think if you if you looking to go on a safari, I think first of all weigh up your options. You know, yeah. you, you might get a cheaper safari, but you know. We sell Afrikaans goedkoop as dierkoop. Yeah, and I, I I said this to to Julie the other day actually. I said to her, you know, if you go buy a one dollar bottle of whiskey, you're going to wake up with a. A sore head the next morning yeah and that's it's a very very similar thing you know you can go on a cheap safari if you just want to get away from the bush if you're not looking to learn that much then go that route sure or you could spend that extra bit of money yes it's going to be more cash but look at the value that goes You'll with it with from a, just the experience point of view yeah and you know what you're going to take from it you know Do like we've had yeah we've had a lot of people that have said you know i can only afford one safari um because safaris are expensive. Yeah. They've been on that trip, whether it be to the Mar or whatever. Yeah. They've come back. They've made a plan to come back because that particular trip changed their life and, and, and changed their, their, their way of, of living. And it, it might mean, you know, instead of going for out for dinner like once a month, you might go maybe once a year, not yeah. just to save that money to go on. Do, do, do you think, so, I, yeah. I like it, do you think that those people who book that safari is their first one, mm. right? They must have, and I, I know I'm the same, whether I buy a car, book an accommodation somewhere to go away for the weekend, I always have in the back of my mind, what if it's not what I think? What if I'm disappointed? I always think this. I'm a cynic. Yeah. I, I am. And I always, and I think what you said now is that people book that trip regardless of how excited they are to come to Africa or to go to polar bears or whatever the case is, there must be one, two, five percent, half a percent in the back of their mind thinking, what if... I don't like it. What if I don't like the insects? So all these what ifs. Yeah. And the delivery of, a, of an authentic product, like you're saying now, and they rebook, I think what that does is it takes the fear away. It takes yeah. the uncertainty away. 100%. Is it possible to take that uncertainty away before the fact by being authentic? Or is it always going to be there? I think I think you can take it away by, by being authentic, 100%. But and that's I think, FaceTime, though. Yeah, that, that's, that's FaceTime. But, you know, like... The world has gone that route, so it, yeah. it's become super, super easy. I mean, every single one of us has got a um, a link that we can send you for a half an hour catch up. Sure. And you know, if you want to chat to every single one of the team, or even like the office team, mm. um, the ladies in the office, Zander and them, it is available. Yeah. Right? And I think by and that'll by, take the fear away. Exactly, and that I mean, we've got nothing to hide. We we know what who we are from office point of view, and we know that we deliver what we mm. market. So, um, if you if you're looking at a at a particular safari, I'd love to, you know, those people that charge $500 for two weeks in the Masai Mara, I'd, love to, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see <laughs> the, like, the FaceTime value you're going to get out of that because, yeah. um, and like, I think, ask your questions. You know, I think you will, you'll very quickly get an idea of how well informed these guys are. And, you know, think about, think about more than just a safari. Think about, again, worst case scenario. If something goes wrong in the bush, what's your backup? What's your backup? Because a lot of these guys are one-man band. So Ooh. you know, he goes, you stuck in the Masai Mara, the vehicle's broken down, or that your plane doesn't arrive. Yeah. Now what? He doesn't have a cell phone signal. He doesn't have a sat phone. Now what? Who's what my contact do? person in your office? 
And that's, that's what I said in the past is if people are wanting to go and look for a lodge. So mm. if someone wants to, and literally I've sent people directly to the lodge because they couldn't book for us or could, they couldn't afford our rates because we are a premium product. Yes. And I sent them directly to the lodge. I said, when you speak to the lodge, ask the following questions. Yeah. How long have your guides been there? Yeah. Um, what other jobs do the guides do apart from guiding? Because if they're changing tires, packing the cooler box, washing the cars, being a waiter, your, mm. your experience is going to be compromised. Yeah. But we don't talk real. Yeah. We, don't, we don't talk real. No. So quickly, I want to ask you this thing that Shazmin says, I also feel real photographers are buried under the mass camera owners that can click a photo and Instagram makes non-professional professional. So my answer, I'll read it again. I also feel that real photographers are buried under the mass camera owners that can click a photo and Instagram makes non-professionals professional. So in other words, anybody with a camera can post onto Instagram and get a following or get attention. Mm. So Shazmin, I mean, I don't know what you think. For me, it'll come back to consistency. Yeah. Is go and look at that person's feed and then do a deep dive. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. And if you see there's only one or two hero shots and the rest is just crap, or can you go back, in our case, three, four, five, ten years mm. and see depth? Yeah. Then it gets real. So, Shazmin, I wouldn't worry about that. No. No, and it's like... <laughs> People often worry about the like the, the the following, and they think you know, here's uh, here's here Tom that's Follow. got that's got sixty thousand followers, and here's Harry that's got ten thousand followers. Tom is going to be better because he's got sixty thousand followers. You can go and buy followers. Sure. You know, so you can you can spend money, and it looks good, but again, do your research. You know, like do deep dive. Speak to if um, you know like things like testimonials. Get in touch with those people. You know, what we often do is we'll tag guests that have been on safari with us. Yeah. Get in touch with those people. Send them a direct message and, and be honest. Say, listen, mm. how was Johan or Jerry or Mike or whoever sure. on that trip? Um, you know, what did you think? Get how a was, real answer. How was the, 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 the office and dealing with your flights and things like mm. that? Do your research that way. Yeah. You know, don't just... I mean, the, 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 the following, it, it's become such a sort of pain and, and people rant about it and fight the algorithms, whatever. Just You know, it, it's, it, it, it's ego. Yeah. I mean, someone gets 200,000 followers, suddenly the ego goes through the roof. Uh, yeah, you used to be an idiot, now you're just an idiot with 200,000 followers. Yeah. The, the, the problem is, and I think it comes down to the voices we listen to. Shazmin, maybe this is for you. Online. So if I have, if I post an image now, let's say I get 2,000 likes, yeah. right? And 50 comments. Someone who has 100,000 or 200,000 followers might get three times the amount of likes and yeah. more comments. Yeah. Go and look at what the comments are. Yeah. Is it just, wow, amazing. It's or, like some or, people... Or two thumbs up. Yeah, two thumbs up or a little <laughs> clappy hand. What, what blows my mind, sorry, a little rabbit hole, is sometimes, I don't understand this, like I'll post a picture of a lion yeah. and someone will say, picture of a lion. I'm like... <laughs> yes, thank you, Joseph. I know, but it's weird. So, so go and look at the type of comments that people leave on those yeah. big accounts, yeah. because often those big accounts—it's almost counterproductive. Because the bigger the account gets, the more it gets suggested. Yes, and anybody with half an interest in nature or African wildlife goes to follow. Hmm. They've got no interest to travel. Hmm. They've got no interest in photographic. They just want to be entertained for a half a second, looking at your portrait of a lion. Yeah, and the comments reflect that. Yeah, where is the depth? So, Shazmin, I wouldn't worry about it. Post your stuff and go for real engagement. Go for real people. Mm. Because the fakeness of the amount of followers. And I yeah. actually did a podcast once from Svalbard. I walked around and did it there. And the idea there as well was, 
and it's it's a photographer who normally she oversaturates her stuff to pieces, right? And there would there would be this image posted of a lion sunset, for example. Mm. But Christ alive, it looks like this thing's on the surface of the sun. Yeah. The color is just and if you look at the comments, oh this is amazing, this is so beautiful, this is no, it's not real. Mm. You can see even a non photographic person can look at that and say, yeah. Photoshop much? Yeah. But yeah, exactly. but but people take that as real. Yeah. And I think that to me, when I start coming back, I'm looking at vlogs and this content we're speaking about. Mm. And also, I want to change the name of the podcast to open us up to more topics as such, but that, more on that later. But that to me is we need to get back to being real. Mm. Push authenticity, both from a work point of view, a creative point of view, and a personal slash branding, personal branding point of view. Yeah, It's just messy. 100%. And I mean, like, take um, competitions, for example. So a lot of people... Photographic. Will, photographic competitions. Oh. So people will often complain, you know, you might be, again, a well-known photographer, um, and next to you is someone who's got, you know, another way around yeah. the camera. Same settings, same everything, same photo. If you enter both those photos, the guy that's, more, like, better known is going to win the competition. Yeah. And that's... You can complain about it. That's just the way it is. Stop worrying about it. You know, stop. And, 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 and or you get, uh, I love these competitions where you can actually then ask your friends to vote for your photo to... So, by default, who has the most followers will win. So, don't even, like, I mean, if, if you're one of those people that sort of um, complain about it or, you know, worry about it, yeah. rather, comp- I would always say, rather compete against yourself. You know, look at no. your photos, I mean, create a folder for you for like 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, yeah. and have a look and see how your photos have improved and compete against yourself because yeah. a lot of those competitions I don't think are, are very authentic whatsoever no. because it, it's, it looks more at the name than the actual image it, itself. I mean, if you want to... Competing in photography is like trying to compete at yoga. Yeah. Like how? What? No. So, and the problem is with... And, and people put so much weight on things like amount of followers, <laughs> amount of likes, amount of comments, um, winning a competition, yet... And we're going back here, but this is you, you enter your competition, and now there are ten judges mm. that sit in a room that yeah. look at your image for two seconds and they decide whether it goes through or not. You might not even like their work, so yeah. you're now judging your own self worth and your own photographic ability by nine strangers who you haven't even checked their website, and they telling you whether you're good or bad. That's not real. No, it's totally fake. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's crap. For that reason, we don't enter competition. Yeah, exactly. But you guys should. It's amazing. <laughs> but, I mean, the real... And, and again, if you look at the realness of competitions, is I suggest to people to do it because... Not because of... The moment you hit submit, click on your keyboard, yeah. you're done. Walk away. Yeah. But up until that point, the, the idea of critically looking at your own creativity and asking for comments, and honestly, that process of going hardcore look at yourself, that's yeah. the win. Yeah, 100%. But there's no, there's no realness to that because we can't say, oh, well, you scored 7 out of 10 for your own critical awareness. Yeah. We have to have someone say, here, here's a badge, Johan, you win. Yeah. So also when you see that uh, on Instagram, that award-winning photographer also... Just oh, God. Take it, even stop. <laughs> take, it, take it with a pinch of salt because it might be at the... The, the <coughs> sorry magazine had a photographic competition one month and that person won that and all of a sudden they... Yeah, award-winning and published. Yeah. So and ta- conservation photographer. Yeah, so take that with a pinch of salt when you read it. Published. <laughs> yes, Sarah. Your image was posted in a little town in the northwest in the back page of the sports section because I had an open spot. 
as like, yeah. yo, you probably, but, but people use that and then yeah, other straight. people buy it and that frustrates straight. the hell out of me. No, it's true. And your conservation photographer is another one. Yeah. No, you're not a conservation photographer. No. You're a wildlife photographer who takes pictures of wildlife and you're trying to hack it because you give nothing back. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not real. Nothing's real. I don't know. <laughs> it's a mess. I don't know. But um, this whole social media thing, my goal moving forward now when I start coming back, it's like a comeback. It's very dramatic. Um, but it's to keep it real. Is to just go as... And you know what I think a lot of the influencers online who have big audiences and who get the sponsorships and blah, blah, blah. You know why they aren't real online? Because it scares the shit out of them. Because it means you suddenly have to be open and vulnerable. Yeah. And that scares them. Because then people see, oh, you aren't actually this superhuman person. You're just normal. Yeah. But that doesn't work for your brand. Yeah. That's quite profound. Yeah. Anyway, interesting discussion. Love to hear what you guys think about it. Keep it real. Guys, yeah. so yeah, we, we kind of went all over the show there. Um, if you have any comment on the back of this one, drop us an email. Jerry at wildeye.co. It says G-E-R-R-Y at wildeye, two words with a hyphen in between, .co.za and Johan's is the same just with Johan in the front yeah. J-O-H-A-N drop us an email CC us both and tell us what you think hit us up on Instagram yours is Johan uh, Sale Photography you'll find it my Jerry Finnevelt on all the platforms but I think we need to I mean one of the hashtags I've often used is keep it real mm. it's, and it's exactly that it's your intent has to be real your execution has to be real your passion some people fake passion yeah and they're so excited online, but when you speak to them in the real world, you think a rock has more personality. 100%. And that, that we have to keep it real. It's just, yeah. and I think what, what we'll do is down the line, I think we're going to pull into the photographic side as well. And like I showed you one picture and you don't believe it. There's others as well where it's almost too perfect. Yeah. And why don't we believe it? And how important I think it is for photographers, especially wildlife slash natural history photographers, to create images that make people believe. We need them to believe in our shots. Yeah. Not for us. For us to actually protect something. So yeah. it's a step-by-step step. Yeah. Hmm. 100%. Anyway, anything else? I was actually just thinking about something now. That yes, bring it. Of a, a, um, a TV show I've been watching, and it, it's called 24 Hours to Hell and Back, I think, with, with Gordon Ramsay. So he takes these... These restaurants, and I'm, I'm well, sure. Well, he flips the restaurant. Yeah, but he, he he goes in like these people know that he's coming at some stage, but he gets a total makeover, so they can't oh, identify wow. him, and <laughs> they they serve this bowl of like shit in front of him, and he then eventually takes all this these masks he's and off. <laughs> so and then all of a sudden, but if he like, and this is kind of what I'm going at is like if people see that particular client, they they give a. Like if they see Gordon Ramsay there, they give off this um, this fake impression. You know, the, the food is better, uh-huh. but once he leaves, they, they, they keep on serving that horrible food again. So that's interesting. It's it's almost like you almost need to sort of uh, disguise yourself mm. when you're approaching these photographic companies to find out who they really who they really that's are. That's very interesting. I was thinking that. So you said so 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 when Gordon Ramsay sit down with his his disguise, his disguise on. And they serve him. Then, if they had to serve him without his disguise on, which is the fake side? I mean, are they faking it now because he's there? Or, and I'm trying to be positive with this, Mm. are they actually 
faking themselves when they dish up the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where does this go? Yeah. And that's why if you have to change from online to the real world, or if I have to change when I speak to you or to my dad, yeah. or if I change, if I look, and look, I'm open about this. If I speak to you or a client, I'm going to say fuck. Yeah. I swear. It's one of those things. Yeah. Not unnecessarily so, but it's how I talk. Yeah. That's, that's but your I do it on my social. I do it to you. I do it to a client, my mom, dad, everybody. Yeah. So I keep it real there. But the moment you start splitting up and you're disguising who you are based on the people you're with or the platform you're on, something's going to break because it's not sustainable. Exactly. It's just not sustainable. Exactly. Wow. Okay. That's deep. That was really, really deep. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's wrap this one up here. Johan, thank you. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was much, really man. fun. Um, I've been doing question of the day in the last couple. So I'm going to just make this real for me for a second. Question of the day for this episode. Drop me an email or drop hit me up on Instagram. If I were to change the name of the podcast, what would you call it? Because I want to go different routes. Like today was photography touch, but I want to start doing interviews with different people outside of photography. I want to talk more travel. I want to talk to you about my road trip to Clarence and the experience of a small town, which is not photographic. So if you could name this podcast something else, which is probably happening from episode 315, tell me what it would be. Because I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Johan, thank you for your time, bro. Thank you very much. People can man. get hold of you. We've shared it already, but give yeah. it one more time. Um, so email johan at wild-eye.co.za or on Instagram, Johan from Self Photography. Well, even Facebook as well. I don't know if people still use Facebook, but um, it's also the same. Johan from Self Photography, you can find See, me there. Sorry, one more. I think Facebook's an interesting place because there's so much fake on there. Fake oh, yeah. news. Anyway, diff different discussion. Stop it. Stop it immediately. Okay, guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have any comments, get hold of us. And we'll be back with another episode later this week. That's it. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. My name is Jerry. My name is Johan. We'll see you guys next episode. Cheers. Cheers.